Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and I can't start today's show without talking about the ISO 10002. You know, some people just love to complain, but companies have a responsibility to care. The International Organization for Standardization, ISO, has revised ISO 10002, the standard for complaint handling. This document enables organizations to foster a customer-focused environment, open the feedback, heightening their customer satisfaction. You can get the ISO 10002 standard from the American National Standards Institute, ANSI, U.S. member body of ISO. Visit ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. That's ANSI.org forward slash complain to learn more. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now... Welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one-on-one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Aziz Tejbar, the founder of Virologic Franchise Opportunity. And Envirologic uses proprietary, environmentally friendly products and specialized techniques and nearly 30 years of global expertise to minimize fats, oil, and grease and other contaminants flushed into wastewater. We're going to talk to Aziz about that in just a moment on Franchise Stick around because we have a great show. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 13 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of all one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. Well, we're meeting with Aziz Tejbar, the founder of Envirologic Franchise Opportunity. 
And EnviroLogic uses proprietary, environmentally friendly products and specialized techniques and nearly 30 years of global expertise to minimize fats, oils, and grease and other contaminants flushed into wastewater. Hi, Aziz. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi, Marty. How are you doing? Thank you very I'm much doing for fantastic. inviting me. Oh, thank you, Aziz, for coming on the show. You know, I read about your background, Aziz, several weeks ago, and I said I had to have you on the show because I think this is one of the most interesting concepts that's been on our show in 13 years. I don't think we've had anything like this, so I was so excited to talk to you today. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about where you're calling from today, Aziz. I'm I'm calling from Sarasota, Florida, so it's nice and sunny and warm, and uh, yeah, nice place to be. Yeah, I am. You know, it's snowing up here in eastern Pennsylvania today, as you. So you're very lucky to be in Sarasota, aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and that's where our headquarters is as well. So whoever Good. you know, whoever comes in to do uh, to to join us in the business will come and experience their training in Sarasota, Florida. That's fantastic. Maybe you know, as you could talk about you know the whole catalyst for EnviroLogic. You know, it, it sounded like you know you took all of your experience, and, and then one day you know it seemed like you were like sitting on a plane. And, you know, there's that, I guess maybe a, a light bulb went off and you saw this, this opportunity. Maybe, maybe you can kind of go back to that time sure, and, and talk about sure. how the whole concept came about. The year was uh, 2002. And I, was, mm-hmm. uh, I used to be in the motor trade before. And I was yeah. sitting on an airplane and I love business magazines and I love, you know, sort of looking for things that kind of excite me business-wise. Yeah. And right. I opened Forbes magazine and there was an article entitled Germ Warfare. And mm-hmm. I kid you not, uh, uh, something came off that page and slapped me twice in the face and said, look at this, you need to be serious about this. And wow. at the time, you know, the, the, in England, uh, where I was based, or I am based, mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was uh, statements in the press every day that you're no more than two feet away from a rat. And, you know, wow. rats feed on waste and grease and food and right. stuff. And uh, this kind of hit me and said, we need to look at this seriously. So I got off the plane. Uh, I called the company. It was uh, Environmental Biotech. I did a deal with the then owner, and I took the concept to England and started as, if you like, a franchisee. Mm-hmm. And we became larger than the corporation, and I ended up buying. Uh, I ended up buying the company out in 2007, wow. and this is where we are today. That's fantastic. It's it's, it's a great story. These, you know, I I um, came from Brooklyn, New York. You know, and it's like you said. You know, I mean, rats. I mean, like you said, people don't even realize, right? I mean, that they're they're kind of all over the place, right? And Absolutely. sometimes maybe it's better you, you don't even know, you know. But but it's That's it's true. It's, true. It, it's it's such a it's such a big problem. When, when you're describing this concept disease to to someone. How do you typically describe it to a prospective franchisee? Because again, it's not like a typical like Subway franchise, you know, where you know, or, or McDonald's, Absolutely. you know. So, how, how do you describe the concept to someone? One, one of the things that one has to understand is, you know, every time and humans sort of generally we we create a lot of waste, but every uh-huh. time you take a piece of meat or you cook a piece of vegetable, the byproduct uh-huh. the byproduct is fat. And we see that when you're cooking in the kitchen at home. And what do we do? We so you'll put your sort of detergent in there and let it soak and then yes. wash it down and all that fat ends up down the drain. Now you put that together on a commercial basis and the volumes right. of fat that goes down the sewer is kind of insane. And basically almost all over the world, grease is grease in Greece. You know, it, it just is. Right. And the biggest problem with sewers when they back up, it's the, the, the root cause of all that backup is, is the grease. Uh, because that's the kind of glue that holds everything together. 
and generally when you sort of it, you've got to manage the problem it's not something that will fix itself if you have the right program to manage it you can solve it and it being a waste uh, waste generally has bad smells which is your byproduct yes and one of the other right. things that we do is we do odor control and you know you you got to attack the bull by the horns you got to pick the problem at the source and fix it from the front so that it doesn't become an issue going right. forward and that's what we've it's, kind of put into this business model it's it's like you say is you know we don't think about it right i mean as soon as the you know waste goes down the drain i mean you, you just think it it's gone the average person doesn't even take into consideration we we had a story in uh, our local paper not that long ago from, um, I guess it was our waste treatment plant um, in Easton, Aziz, you know, and they showed all of the backup, you know, that's in the sewage systems, you know, and they were saying uh -huh. that, you know, this is, this is a real problem, you know, I mean, so, I mean, your market, very huge. How does, how does Envirologic, um, what does Envirologic do differently to make your organization stand out, Aziz, from maybe someone else who might do, or say they do something similar? Okay. Whenever, if you have a problem at home, what you do, you call a plumber, right? Uh, Mr. Right. Rooter or whoever will come mm -hmm. out, they'll sort of send a jetter down the drain, push the yes. problem on, and that's the that's the end of that story. Yeah, it, it kind of, it, you know, you don't see what goes down the drain. So, uh, you know, what you don't see doesn't affect you, so to speak, until you have a backup. And generally, right. we, we sort of deal with these problems on a reactive basis. And what we've done with Envirologic is we've figured out that we've got a solution for the problem. And what you need to do is do it proactively. So work and manage the system. So if you look at a mm -hmm. typical restaurant, you know they, right. they're doing they're cooking all day long. Uh, they, they 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 deal with oil on a you know on a constant basis, and quite right. a lot of wash up. And all of that stuff ends up going down the drain, goes into the grease trap, and then the grease trap needs to be pumped out. Once 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 the pumper comes in, he'll pick up that grease. And it'll go wherever it goes. And generally, I mean, you know, landfill is kind of a, a big issue here in the United States. Mm -hmm. yes. Most of this grease is kind of dried up and then ends up in landfill. And you can't do anything with it because you've taken a what I call a commodity and you put it in the ground and it won't disintegrate right. for more than 50 years. Wow. And what we've found is that if you proactively manage the problem and you deal with your grease traps correctly and you reduce the amount of fat that you're throwing in in the first place, you can actually harness commodity out of it. And I'll give you an example. In your average day in a restaurant, if you're washing down pots and pans, you mm -hmm. could be collecting or you could be sending down just in free-floating oil. I'm talking about, you know, olive oil and oils and mm -hmm. sort of beef aloe, et cetera. Just, just on average, free-floating oil, you'll end up sending about three, three, four gallons down per day. Now, if wow. you were able to extract that pure oil, Rather than it becoming a waste, it becomes a commodity. And you can use that commodity. And what we've done as uh, our company, Environmental Biotech, which is the owner of Envirologic, we've actually developed and worked. We've we got a new IP now that runs uh, heaters, boilers, and aircon units that work right. on dirty oil. And mainly in the sort of motor business. So, you know, if you have a garage or whatever, you use your transmission fluid and your engine oil, and you can fire up heaters, boilers, and aircon. And what, our, what we're trying to do is transition that into a restaurant environment. So, you know, the bigger picture would be you could take your oil out of your drains, mm -hmm. or, you know, from the kitchen sink, and take that and put it into your in a tank. And that oil would fire up your boiler for hot water, making your net cost zero. Why waste gas when you can use your dirty oil? So that's kind of the bigger picture where we're heading. So it as it a seems company, like oh, go ahead. We've go kind ahead. of differentiated ourselves here in terms of 
We've got solutions that are practical for the uh, end user, and we want to simplify it and put it together so that they get the solutions that they want at the right price, but you've solved the problem from the source. Seems like it's a win-win, isn't it, Aziz? You know, I mean, it, 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 it's a win for the client. Of course, it's a, it's a win for you. When I was looking at, you know, the, the big picture, I mean, I was thinking of like in terms of like the industry size. I mean, you were just talking about, you know, restaurants and themselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, are there any numbers up to this point? I mean, I know, again, this is kind of a new concept, but I, I mean, the industry must be pretty large for, for your type of service. The way, the way I sum it up is our, our industry, it's, it's really difficult to put a monetary value. Yeah, but it right. is, if you visualize anywhere where humans congregate, mm-hmm. uh, prepare right. and consume food. And you can, you know, you look at the way we eat and drink today. You know, you've got uh, right. coffee shops that have sort of got into areas everywhere, right? They all, right. They all now prepare sandwiches, et cetera. You've got mm-hmm. restaurants because we eat out a lot. And now even gas stations are convenience stores, right? And they all serve right. food and burgers and bits and pieces. And it's a constant issue. So everywhere you go, and that's just in food service. Forget about all the factories, you know, right. where you have chicken processing or meat processing right. or uh, pre- preparation of oil and mayo and all of that stuff. That's, again, a different story. So it's, wow. it's kind of a huge, huge, huge issue. And, you know, we, we're trying to make it into bite-sized chunks. And what we've done is right. a viral logic is kind of going in to, uh, to sort of provide solutions for the food service industry, so restaurants generally and sort of places where people attend on a regular basis. And it seems like franchising is a good model, isn't it, Aziz, for, uh, you know, your your type of business, you know? I mean, where, you know, you, you sell the concept, you know, and somebody specializes in a, in a specific area because this, this can obviously be taught, couldn't it? And it sounds like systems are already in place, you know, from Virologic. Absolutely. So uh, it, it sounds like it, it's a fantastic franchise opportunity. How is, how is technology used in your business today, Aziz? I mean, how, how are you using technology anyway? Okay, what we've done, obviously, you've got to embrace technology because, you know, yes. that's kind of where we're going. And right. tech, what we've done is we've obviously developed systems from within where your accounting ties into your uh, uh, customer service and your sort of end user. So everything works seamlessly and the customer gets his mm-hmm. uh, invoices, et cetera, online. He'll sign right. forms on an iPad, et cetera, that sort of thing. So it's all integrated. But at the same time, you know, you, you're in the service industry, so you need to have a dispatching system in play so you can assign the right. jobs and the customers, et cetera, and then collate that information. So, for example, if you end up at a customer's location and you're dealing mm-hmm. with the grease trap, f- uh, photographs are a really good way to capture yes. what you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Right. And right. what we have is, you know, it's sort of you can take pictures on your on your phone or your iPad or whatever, and that that will get stored in the customer data. So you always have a record. And you know, they say information is key, right? If you've got the right information, you've always got something to follow back. So you know, when you're dealing with a customer, you've you've got sort of history of his background right from day one, from the day you started providing service. And you can see what it was and what it is. Yeah, and no, that's kind of that's, how we that's, sort of tied that technology. And of course, you know, technology is you know you got to improve the way. As a company, for example, we make all our own bacterias and uh, stuff to inject into the drains. We make our fluids and odor control products, and all of that 
sort of, you know, you have to embrace the latest technology to try and work with all of that to come up with the right product. That's and that's terrific. kind of what we've done over the years. That, that is, that's it's fantastic. What's been, you, you probably have hundreds of stories, Aziz, but does anything stand out, you know, over the years? I mean, one of the questions we like to ask someone like yourself is what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you, you know, since uh, getting involved with Envirologic? And again, understanding that you probably have hundreds what, what, of stories, what, but. You know, one what, what of the things, I mean, you know, when, when I first started this business and uh, got involved, you know, it's, it, 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 it when we took it over to England, for example, it was not an easy mm-hmm. business to get your head around. Uh, when right. you talk to people about stuff that they don't see on a regular basis because it's <laughs> right. on the ground, they look right. at you and say, we don't have a problem. And I remember walking into one of the biggest water authorities in the world, you know, Thames Water, that controls quite a lot of customers in London. And I was talking to one of the uh, sort of senior people there, and he looked at me and he says, look, Aziz, we do not have a fat problem in our stores. I have right. problems with silt that goes down the drain every day. I have problems with ta- uh, sort of uh, cotton buds and diapers and stuff. And, you know, when you look mm-hmm. at a sewer network, you've got all sorts of stuff that goes in. And he said, right. I'll prove it to you. And, 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 you know, I said, okay. So off he went to his desk, and he came back, and I sort of joked with him because he kind of had gone pale, you know. I said, mm-hmm. what happened? Did you see a ghost or something? Just joking. And he looked at me, and he sat down, and he says, I am in total shock. I said, okay. And he said, at the time, they had something in the region of about 190,000 sewer backups. Wow. And he says, 98,000 were to do with fat soils and grease. So I wow. sort of quickly calculated, and I said to him, I said, hang on a second. A minute ago, you told me you don't have any problems with fat soils and grease because it's an on issue. Now you're telling me more than 50, 60% of your problems are fat? Are you kidding me? There you go. And that was the light bulb <laughs> moment. And, you know, since yes. then... Regulation has come in and, you know, grease traps and fat and everything has become an issue these days. And, you know, sort of you, we've sort of been at the forefront of that uh, sort of uh, uh, scenario, trying to put programs together for the likes of some of the big, you know, food service organizations in the world. So it's been it's been good fun. But that was the time when you realized that, hey, yes. you know, what you're dealing with is a serious issue and it doesn't matter where in the world you are. As long as we consume food, that problem is going to be there. Is that what you find, or what do you find most challenging about, you know, building the franchise concept disease? Because like you said, you know, again, this is different. You know, we've been doing the podcast now 13 years. And, and again, I've never had your type of concept on the show in 650 shows. Um, so what do you find most challenging about building the franchise concept? What, 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 I guess one of, for, for us, one of the most challenging things was, uh, you know, with now coming to the United States, the regulation, you know, the franchise legal uh, scenarios that you have mm-hmm. to go through to get everything yeah. together. That's been a that's been a really interesting challenge because, like you know, you know, it, you can sue anybody for anything, and and that's yes. kind of the way we have to sort of work in this country. So right. generally, you know, you you have to protect yourself and look at all of these things ahead, and then itemize and you know, it has to be a very logical approach to putting the stuff together because you know you understand it, and your mm-hmm. technicians understand it when you sort of run it on your own, right? But right. when you put a franchise network together, you're passing it on, you're passing your know-how and your knowledge and your IP on to uh, new individual business people that are getting involved. And you've got right. to kind of itemize everything. So that's been an interesting challenge for us. But, uh, you, know, when you, you know, as a concept, you, 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 you keep saying the concept's different. It really is in the sense that I went to the IFA earlier this year. And my, mm-hmm. my sort of idea was that I wanted to put together a team and look 
look at putting a franchise model together because the time is right. You know, the environment is kind of key. Uh, you know, you hear everything today. It's about climate change. It's about the environment right. and how right. we're doing and creating such havoc in, in, in on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. So that's at the forefront. And then I looked around, and there's not a lot of environmental stuff on the market. And I'm right. surprised True. because, you know, the last 15, 20 years, there's nothing that's kind of come up, you know, other than, you know, uh, dr- drainage in general. But, you know, there's really nothing there. So I was kind of right. uh, very surprised and taken aback. And I said, the time is now. And the that's kind of now. how we we decided that we'll put everything together. And, you know, I it, it was fortuitous when I was there because I actually met my my head of franchising there. And, you know, my, my idea was that I'll start to build my connections again and maybe in 2000. And then 2020 will be up and ready towards the end of the year to start selling the franchises. But things came together really quickly, and I found the right person in in Ron Bender, who's joined our organization. And Mm -hmm. we've put everything together, and we're ready to put franchises out now, which is quite amazing. So, you know, it was like a light bulb moment number two that came. Everything switched (laughs) on, and, you know, times were right. It all aligned, and it happened. And and we've got the program ready to go. So that's pretty pretty cool. Wonderful. That's great. What um, what types of characteristics do you want or do you look for in your franchisees' disease? What's important to you? What, what's important to me is the, the franchisees must be kind of honest. They want to be mm-hmm. people that want to make a difference and yeah. believe in what they do. And they've got to be customer-focused because to us, I mean, everything is customer, right? Without right. a customer, you don't have anything. And right. it is about providing that trust factor between the customer yeah. and you, because once you solve some of the issues that we do, the customers are going to keep coming back to you to ask you, uh, you know, your opinion on certain things, and you'll mm-hmm. become quite an integral part of their business, which is quite amazing. Right. And that's one of the things, you know, I, I started uh, my foot my, uh, in England, got in 2003, and we still have our first customer. And wow, that is that's amazing. incredible. You know, it's, that it's is amazing. pretty amazing. So, that's and something. believe it or not, uh, the longevity of my engineers. I, I, I still had when I, I sold the company recently, the service area, uh, service business, uh, uh, last year, end of last year, uh, and we still had the same employees that I had started with the first engineers. So you know, you, you people need to believe in the long term, and and that's kind of the the sort of person I'm looking for, somebody who wants to be there and enjoy the ride, because right. if he does his job correctly, the money will come. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's that's, that's well said. That's what I look for. How does the uh, – you mentioned early on, Aziz, it sounds like the uh, franchisees, they would come to – or your new franchisees for training, I guess they would come to um, Sarasota. What is the training process like? Yeah, basically, once, we've, once they've sort of uh, come in, we will actually make them an expert. Uh, they will understand fat soils and grease like second nature. And, you wow. know, we take them through the whole scenario. And, you know – Sometimes you, you, you'll get your hands dirty, but it's fine. Right. But you've got to be prepared right. for that graft. But once, once you, you, you sort of get that knowledge, you'll actually become an expert in the field, and you'll be able to look at any project, whether it's a single restaurant or whether it's a chicken, chicken factory. You right. will be able to look at the kind of issue and come up with a plan to put a solution into play. And then, of course, we're there as a backup. So, you know, we would help with the municipal and the big jobs and the sort of uh, industrial jobs. And then the day-to-day stuff, you know, handling the, the typical grease strap. And, you know, how many times have you gone to a restaurant, for example, mm-hmm. and you've seen mm-hmm. little fruit flies hovering around 
sure. you know, while you're having your meal. It's it's a big issue in the industry, and we've got it solutions is. for all of that. And then you go into the bathroom, and then you judge a restaurant by the the quality of yes. the bathroom that they have because mm-hmm. it smells right. Smells of right, urine. Right, of course. We've got yes. a really good program that'll solve that urine problem. And wow. one one of the things that we're looking at, you know, you go into the United, you know, any bathroom in 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 America generally, uh, we have urinals, right? Right, and right. Do you know how much how how much water is used per one urinal per year? I don't. No. We're looking at about twenty thousand gallons. Oh my God. Per one urinal per year. Now, can you visualize, you know, everybody says that water is going to be the next major crisis, correct? Right. We're wasting so much of it, of usable water. Can you imagine if we were able to switch off some of that water and have a solution where you don't have blockages and smells in the bathroom? Water. Right. That's kind of where I'm aiming for as well, because we've got the solution. So we need to kind of tie it up and you could actually reduce the amount of water that's being used. Still use some, but just reduce the amount, and you, know, you, you wouldn't have the issues. So those, wow. are, those are things kind of we're looking at going forward. And, you know, you look at it as a franchise. Yes, we say we're environmental. And, you know, little by little, any of the actions that a franchisee would take would make a little impact in his little right. community. And this is the key. You know, fat is a big issue. If you go to any municipality in this country, they have a department that sort of looks after or polices, if you like, or have, right. has an inspection on fat. So if you empty a grease trap, where is that stuff going? And one of the things wow. that we will do as a company is if we are in a particular county, for example, and you have the franchisee operating there, we will allow the county to access the records of where the grease traps, when they were pumped, where the grease ended up and what the volume was. And they won't have to have an inspection department for that. We'll do the work for them. And it's That's all great. part of giving back to that local community as well. So you have the data right at your fingertips, don't you? Exactly. As you, you know, We're dealing it's, with it's, it, so you might as well right. uh, you know, use that information wisely and make an impact in your local community. And that's what it's all about. And you know, you, if you have, imagine if you have 200 franchisees or whatever, and you have 200 different communities, right? And a little bit of a impact in each community, and you've made a relatively large difference, haven't you? It's it's very exciting, Aziz, and talking to you today, again, you know, I, I've done so many of these interviews, you know, that, again, this is something that it, it really, it gets me excited as as I'm talking to you. I, I just, I have the light bulb over my head saying, wow, this is this is an amazing opportunity. Um, maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, what is, or is there such a thing as like a typical day for an Envirologic franchisee, Aziz? I'm sure every day is a little bit different, but there's some similarities as well, aren't there? Every, every day is different because you have different mm-hmm. types of, you know, you'll walk into a single restaurant, for example, yeah. and try and put right. a, a pro- program together and solve that issue. And the next one, you'll walk into a gas station uh, that has uh, an issue and you'll be able to deal with that. And the next one would be a hospital. Now you've got a multitude of issues because you've got a lot yeah. of meals being prepared, etc. So there's no real one day is the same. But you know what? The core issues are always the same. It is only the right. volume at which those issues appear. And, you know, we've kind of tied in. The, the idea with this franchise now is to basically tie in uh, the issues on grease traps, on drains to keep the drains mm-hmm. flowing freely, on fruit flies, on oil management, and odor control and dumpster areas. You know how bad dumpsters are. I don't like rats a lot. Right. Right. So you keep the areas clean and smelling fresh and tidy, and the less vermin you're going to have on site. 
and that kind of brings an overall improvement to the whole structure. And that's what we've tied up into Envirologic, really. That's true. And the bigger picture, you... the bigger vision that I have is if we're able to utilize mm-hmm. some of our waste oil that we've uh, harnessed out of, you know, the wastewater into the program of heating and air conditioning and cooling right. and that sort of stuff, then we've really achieved the program. And that's kind and it's of like where you say, I mean, this is such a hot topic right now, too. I mean, it's, it always seems like it, it's, it's been, but even more so today, as he's right. I mean, you can't open up, you know, or go on the Internet today without hearing something about the environment, you know. Um, it's, it's like you say, you, you're, you're really it, it, this this is the time for, um, you know, Envirologic. So I, I think it's really exciting. What I was reading about your, your, your background, which is very impressive, as he's I, I, I thought it would be great if you could um, kind of give advice to our listeners or what advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Because you mentioned, you know, you went to the IFA and you know now that mm-hmm. you, there's there's so many different concepts out there today, isn't there? I mean, I think mm-hmm. they said there's like 2,000, 2,500 oh, different concepts. systems. Yeah, it, 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 it's crazy. So it must be difficult for an aspiring entrepreneur to, or someone interested in franchising to say, okay, I'm going to go with this industry or I'm going to go with this specific type of, of franchise from everything you've learned you know up to this point what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise when, when, when they sort of go in I mean there's, there's your typical franchises are a lot of based franchises etc and you know yes. look at what you know you, you've got to look and, and, and sort of have an open mind when you go out there mm-hmm. look at some of the yeah. topics that are sort of you know that appear daily in the news and sort yeah. of try and pick from that and try and find an in- industry that's kind of got longevity and that will make some sort of an impact, but something that you can enjoy yourself doing and, right. and, and sort of build something because that's basically what you're doing. You're taking a business or you're, you're sort of uh, getting into something that you're going to develop as your own and you're going to leave yeah. your mark. And how best are you going to leave your mark in the long run and what impact is it going to make to your local community and right. what can you do with what you've done in the sense what have you brought back? What are you giving back? Because eventually a businessman wants to be successful and his success is measured by, you know, how much money he makes and how well he lives and, uh, you know, what right. he drives, etc. But what about what about leaving a long-term impact on where you live? Did you do good? Did you help others achieve what they, you know, their potential? And that's kind right. of how I've looked at this whole thing is it's not only about you. You know, yes, it's always you are number one. But if mm-hmm. you can make a difference in somebody else's life, then you've really done something good. And then it was worth, you know, and that's the way I look at it. Can I make an impact on somebody else's life? And that's kind of how I've grown up and, you know, how I've, be, I've been brought up. It's not just about you. Right. It's about people around you. And, you know, one of the hardest things as well is when you have employees. It's not about having an employee, but you've, you've got the employee's family that depends on you. And mm-hmm. I always look at the whole thing because, you know, generally an employee has a family of four. That's, you know, right. so each employee you put together, you, you, you're dealing with a, a bunch of lives and it makes an impact around you, right? Of course. And that's one of, of the course. things that I've always sort of held close to my heart because it's not about myself and that employee. It's about families that depend on you as a business. It sounds like that's what they're getting to, Aziz. You know, is I mean, it was it was impressive how you were saying, you know, how you had that client for so many years, you know, and you you don't see that today, you know. Um, so I mean, in addition to your service, you know, th- there's a lot of it, it sounds like Envirologic is also there's there's a culture 
there as well. You know, that has kind of like been instilled from you and all of your experience, you know, how you're able to uh, retain your employees, you know, and, and, and by having a high level of job satisfaction that gets passed on to your customers, you know, so it, it's like you say, it's, it's, it's the whole system, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's all connected, isn't it? It's, it's a mindset. Absolutely. Think, think about this. If you go into a place of business and you want to buy something and mm-hmm. you, uh, the, the way you were served or, uh, the, you know, if you were oversold and, uh, you know, if you oversold and under-delivered, so to speak, mm-hmm. you'll never go right. back to the same place again. Right, never. And, right. you know, it's not about overcharging the customer for something. It's about giving that customer the right value and yes. the right solution so he's happy to write your check for you. And that's yeah. one of the things that you find in business today. You know, you, we, we tend to try and sort of open up uh, so, you know, you, you try and market. It's, it's better to retain that one customer and do more for that one customer mm-hmm. than it is to go and find more customers. And that's, that's yeah. the way we have built the company or Envirologic will be, is you look at a customer and see what else you can deal with while your engineer is on site for that customer. So you take more revenue out of that customer, and he has less people coming into his organization. So he feels that he's got value for money. And that's right. one of the things that we've sort of done. Take more from one client and do more and give him the best value you can with the right solutions. I'm going to play that clip from my, from my marketing students, Aziz. I, play, I uh, teach marketing for uh, Purdue University in their global division. And uh, wow. I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to play that clip <laughs> from my marketing <laughs> students because it, 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 it's, it's really it's so important. Maybe, you know, if you could look into a crystal ball, I mean, what are Envirologic's plans for the future, uh, you know, like three years, five years down the road? Where do you see the organization? We'd really like to sort of, you know, have growth, of course, in the United States and beyond. In fact, we've mm-hmm. got uh, uh, India and uh, a couple of other countries coming on board because they've already wow. started. And we're going to sort of integrate them into that uh, sort of, uh, you know, the new brand and the ethos. And it's about one of the things that I'm looking to work with, if I can, and we're looking at at the sort of uh, technology on it, is visualize, you know, one of the biggest impacts today in the world is in Africa. And that's, by the way, where I'm Mm -hmm. from, in Africa, okay? And we we hear every day about the deforestation and the burning down of forests, et cetera, but burning down of trees. And one of the ways that uh, your general population lives in Africa is they cut down trees and they make charcoal, and then mm-hmm. they use the charcoal to cook. What if we were able to create a nice stove that was, uh, uh, you know, cost-effective to build, right. and that would be fired on fat oil and grease? You know, they have cooking yeah. oil and waste oil, etc. They have, you know, car engines and all that that rubbish that's around that we can u- we can harness and use, and they can create an effective way of cooking their basic meals. You know, right? And warming up, and that's kind of what I'm trying to do. So. I want to give back a little bit, you know, where we can with the technology. You know, we mentioned technology before, and this is sort of what we want to do is try to harness that technology that we've developed and try and make it accessible. And we could do something that would work. And that's kind of my vision. That's that's wonderful. What? How can our listeners, Aziz, get more information on Virologic? Of course, as as a service, but even more so the the franchise opportunity. Are there any websites that you'd like yes, to um, direct it's, them to? Uh, www.envirologic.com or envirologicfranchise.com. And you know, Ron is easily accessible. Uh, you know, I think he's he's. Uh, 
contact is on the website and it would be amazing if uh, people you know make the call and at least listen to what we have to say rather right. than uh, you know sort of you know they don't there's no there's no commitment per se at the beginning but look look at what we have and 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 sort of yeah. make your decision from that point well, as I said, Aziz, I love this concept. I, I've done 650 of these interviews, and, and, and I know I'm not supposed to say this, but this has become one of my favorite interviews. You know, I, 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 I believe that. in Thank the concept. You. you know, it's really <laughs> fantastic. I'm so excited for, for your organization, you know, and I'd really like to invite you back over the next year or two as you sure, continue absolutely. to grow. Absolutely. No problem. And thank you for taking the time with me. I really appreciate it. This was my pleasure, Aziz. And we'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes in Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you one of those special people who are willing to go after your dreams and goals? Are you ready to fulfill that dream of owning your own business with the security of a proven brand? The opportunity to take control of your future and own a Rita's Italian Ice franchise is within your reach. Rita's is seeking success-oriented individuals who are ready to make a change in their life, and Rita's offers unparalleled training and support to assure your success. And did you know the frozen treat industry is a recession-proof industry and there are Rita's in 23 states currently with 540 stores open. Rita's Italian Ice has been around for 25 years and is listed as a top performing franchise by the Wall Street Journal. Now here's the really good part. Rita's Italian Ice is a unique and amazing taste treat. It's smoother than a snow cone and it combines ice with real fresh fruit. The real fruit adds dramatically to the taste and it comes in over 40 flavors. The ice and fruit are mixed on site and made fresh daily and it is delicious. You'll want to know more about this exciting and successful franchise opportunity. Go to www.ownaritas.com and get all your questions answered. That's www.ownaritas.com to take control of your dreams and future today. You don't want to wait any longer to be a part of this adventure. www.ownaritas.com Today's great quote in franchising is being brought to you by... Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems, which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. 
coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews now almost years, and during that time, we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today, you're going to get to hear from Carol Mercurio, and she talks about a subject that we talk frequently on the show, which is following the franchise system. She gives a lot of great other advice in addition to aspiring entrepreneurs, but I just thought her... um, Advice was fantastic. So here we go with Carol Mercurio, Franchise Consultant. It is because success means different things to different people. Right. You know, there are people that could be very happy making forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, and there's others that would just never tolerate that. So you have to pick the right opportunity. It's going to meet not just your personal goals, but your income potential as well. You have to like what you're doing, and most of the time that'll turn into making more money. So. Oh, definitely. And, you know, the truth is that franchising really isn't for everyone. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, Michael Gerber, you know, one of your guests who is um, one of my heroes, so to speak. Right. I love his book. I recommend his book all the time. Yeah. And as he says, you know, there's a difference between an entrepreneur and what he calls a technician. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, and, and we'll we'll go into that if you want to move forward in the Sure, slides. absolutely. We'll go to the next slide. And uh, that's slide four, Carol says. That's all great, but... It, do you have what it takes? And, right. and, and that's really what this presentation will help people do. When I do this presentation live, it takes about two hours. And, you know, there are people at the end of the presentation will run to the front door and can't get out fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> They're scared to death. Or you have those folks that just linger on because they really want to learn more and educate themselves to see if this is the right fit for them. But there's a lot to figure out, you know, before you actually can pull the trigger and make that decision. And as you mentioned just previously, the due diligence is imperative. You know, you have to do a good job of figuring that out. You know, is it the right connection personally, and are you connecting with a company that you feel is a a comfortable marriage between the two of you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, so that's what we're going to do is help determine if this is, in fact, the right path to explore. And then we can move on to motivation. Okay. And, you know, if you know, for me, I think motivation is really, really a major component of this whole process. I agree. If you're not motivated to do this, don't do it. If somebody tells you you should do it for a variety of different reasons, but it's not your own passion, right. you probably won't do well at it. And, you know, there's two different types of motivation. There's positive motivation and there's negative motivation. So you have to think of it as an inspiration. Are you inspired to do this or are you desperate to do this? There's a big difference here. Absolutely. You you know, running from something or you're running towards something. Right, right. And for me, I work with a lot of folks that have been downsized and they're in transition in life, and I certainly can relate to it. But they may go to looking at a business because they can't find a job. 
or maybe lesser positions are offered to them, less money, less title, or maybe their severance is about to end and they need to make some decision quickly. Bad choice. Right. It's not a good reason to buy a business. It's, that's it's like that's a last resort type of decision. So you can quickly determine part of your services is finding out that motivation level pretty early on. Oh, absolutely. In fact, I won't move forward in our consultation until that candidate can tell me what their reason is. Right. And it's not just because, you know, I want control over my destiny. Who doesn't? <laughs> you know, go. everybody does. That's true. They want to make more money. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Right, absolutely. You know, it has to go layers deeper than that, or as I look at it, you know, having a burning desire. Or I'll add to that a little pain. You know, if you can't relate to the pain, then there's no reward at the end. Absolutely. And going into business for yourself can be painful. You know, with franchising, of course, it's a little bit easier because you have all the support. But it's still you're starting a business from scratch. That's and you have to really we always want talk it. About. Right. Sorry? Right, right. We always talk about that, uh, um, that there's no guarantee of success, but if you follow the system, work hard, mm-hmm. look at the stats we just went over. I mean, the failure rate's so low. And then with getting the right um, Match. Uh, you know, consultation from someone like yourself, then, right. you know, uh, you should be okay. Well, and it's true. And, you know, uh, the, the systems that are in place with franchising are the major reasons why people gravitate to franchising. But if you're not the personality to follow a system, and you're more of that entrepreneur, as Michael Gerber would say, right. it, the best way to describe it is you can't paint the golden arches green. Right, right. You know, it just won't work. Absolutely. Either you follow the system and you'll be successful or not. But most importantly, there has to be a motivation. And everyone's motivation is different. You know, uh, the way I help people see things is if you look down the road, say, the next three, five years from today, how do you see your life being different, if at all? Right. You know, what do you want to accomplish? You know, and some, for some people, it might be doing things that they've just missed doing, like having the freedom to play golf or, you know, having the money to buy a, a, a boat and taking their family on it and being with their family and having that quality time that they just don't have in their current world. That's interesting. So you consider that positive?